0: The Randall Report, season one, episode two.
1: Indeed. Okay, welcome to The Randall Report, our second, hopefully much improved episode. Uh, uh, hopefully you got over the first one, Mel. Um, yeah.
0: wasn't too bad. First Perfect. one went okay, second one, didn't yes, we did. have
1: didn't, to wait and see. We, yeah, we, we did make another attempt at the second one and it was bloody awful. Disaster. Um, but then uh, this is part of the learning process. So hopefully we've made some improvements and of course the improvements will continue because we're going to be adding all sorts of little features in there. Um, and uh, of course you can contact, us. we'll give you the contact points at the end. Um, but uh, the Twitter is Randall underscore at Randall underscore report and Instagram is the underscore Randall underscore Paul. Yeah. Okay, so um, do raise any points uh, to be dis- discussed in future episodes. Um, uh, ideas are always good and comment, of course. Um, next time we'll be discussing Veganery that has uh, just about come to an end of the month of January where uh, there's uh, a push to, to turn people to healthier options after eating all of that Christmas turkey and sprouts and uh, blowing their way into the new year um thanks for all the messages of support we've received um, one from uh, david in north london very nice uh like two old blokes he said sitting down at the cock and hen over half a bit of shandy and a packet of pork scratchings um not the type of one for pork scratching but anyway uh he said it was very relaxed and well put forward uh thank you david um Anything particular caught your eye in the press this week before we kind of uh, roll on to the main subject?
0: I mean, ultimately, what else has been going on apart from... um, Ukraine and
1: and Partygate, although that's kind of... Tapered off a bit. Tapered, yeah. Um, Well, interestingly, yeah, I mean, that's going to be our main topic. I thought we'd chat today about the the issue, uh, Ukraine, Russia, uh, and what's happening with the 100,000 Russian troops that are on the border between Russia and Ukraine and the threat of war being talked up daily, certainly by the US and Great Britain. Um, and as a backdrop to that, since the, the um, end of the Soviet Union, as it were, uh, NATO has, of course, expanded eastwards by adding 14 new countries to, uh, um, to, to its um, uh, group. Uh, including three of the Baltic nations, I think, and the states of the former Warsaw Pact, of course, all of these were part of the russia uh, the russia Soviet, the Soviet Union the former Soviet Union, and Russia sees this of course as a bit of a threatening uh, encroachment towards its borders and maintains the West has kind of broken its promises um, because they said that they wouldn't uh, encroach upon russian borders in in that way um during the beginning of the 1990s um now of course the us and great britain are denying this then uh we're seeing the regular incursions of of uh chinese military into taiwanese airspace uh and all that that brings i think last week there was an incursion of about 39 planes and, and uh yeah, you know, so there's there's um, for China, you know, they they see uh, Taiwan as a sovereignty issue, um, and of course, against the backdrop of what's happened in Hong Kong uh, more recently, um, this is you know is started to to kind of uh, create a little bit of hubris that there's you know we're heading towards war. Um, now, do you think the the uh, the the likelihood of war particularly perhaps with Russia and and, uh, 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 Ukraine and of course involving the rest of us is overblown or what's your take on it Mel?
0: Things have changed since we last tried to do our previous episode, which didn't go quite to plan but it looks as though definitely the Ukraine and Russia are definitely playing down war you know, they're saying that sort of it's more a case of trying to agree original commitments that Russia feels that they haven't been doing. Obviously, going back to NATO, this goes even further back. This goes back to the end of the Cold War. Yeah. So, at the end of Gorbachev's reign. He said that the end of the Cold War, the end of the Soviet era would have to have some elements in place to ensure Russian security. One of those would be that NATO wouldn't expand any further into Europe because that would be seen essentially as an act of war. Yeah. Because essentially it would be, you know, massing of troops on the new Russian-European border. Yeah. You know, and essentially they said as long as you don't build up military um, units along the Russian border, we can maintain peace. You know, Russia has enough to deal with that they don't also want to be thinking of, you know, an arms the Western, race, yeah, well. an arms an arms race and a Western Front, yeah. essentially.
1: But do you think that rule that, that seems to have that promise seems to have been randomly broken?
0: Well, of course, because obviously we have NATO that have added 14 nations to its pact. We see um, missile systems across the Baltic area in Germany and in other Western European states, you know, which you can argue was for European security, but I think it's clear to most people that have a knowledge of history. That it looks very much like aggression mm-hmm. it looks as if the West are trying to build up weapon systems on the Russian border to ensure that russia doesn 't try to reclaim any of its ex soviet states
1: so is that our paranoia then uh against the the, the promised um, and breaking of the promise uh, uh, uh you know surely one one kind of leads to the other. We, we've kind of gone back, rolled back on what was promised at the beginning of the nineteen nineties. Uh, Putin has behaved in a certain way since.
0: Well, let's the, talk. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about. Let's talk about Crimea. So, okay. what's
1: your take on reason, that? The
0: reason, the reason why, according to Russia at least, that they entered Crimea and took the state. Took that territory was because the majority of Crimeans were Russian leaning anyway. There was a referendum eight months before, where the Crimean people voted eighty five percent that they would rather join Russia. Mm-hmm. You can question you can question the um, validity of the, the validity party. the validity of that clearly, but. On that mandate, they said, "Okay, fine. We're going to go in. We're going to take Crimea, and then at least you know the Crimean people will feel that they have sovereignty again." Yeah. Uh, the other issue, just very quickly on that one, <laughs> is that there was a build-up of U.S. Uh, naval systems in the Crimean Sea, and so what Russia didn't want is for the U.S. to have two too strong a military um, unit so close to Russia, which is also why Russia took Crimea, so that they could then have military forces in Crimea and they could prevent any further Western expansion. So that's why Crimea has a very deep water port and they were able to put Russian Navy along that port and it gave an additional barrier between the East and the West.
1: Now we've had, uh, in uh, the West has maintained that the annexation of Crimea was an illegal act. Totally and, illegal. Um, and do you, you agree, you agree no, with that I don't, premise or no, you don't, don't agree don't with that agree. premise? Because I, I don't agree with that premise. I find it a, a little bit odd. Um, and I know uh, Crimea was actually uh, given to Ukraine, um, or the, uh, governs uh, to Ukraine under Khrushchev. Nikita Khrushchev back in probably the 1950s I would have thought um, so I, I find this whole kind of uh, language that the annexation of Crimea was just a wholly illegal act and, and a, a blatant attempt of pushing towards the, you know uh, the, the idea of the premise of redefining the old Soviet borders again, I find it a bit spurious and a yeah. bit uh, nonsense, nonsensical uh, and I assume you're, you're leaning on that, that side yourself
0: I, I agree, but I mean, bear in mind, when Russia took over Crimea they had made an agreement with the Ukraine or originally what they wanted to do was they told the Ukraine that we're going to enter Crimea we're going to make it a Russian uh, state but then, what they agreed to is that they would pull out land, any sort of land military operations from from Crimea, pull it back. But then they also wanted Donbass, which is the furthest western region of the Ukraine, which furthest
1: is, east eastern region, isn't well, it? No,
0: western of Ukraine, western of Russia. Furthest, wh- yeah, 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 yeah. It's the furthest western region of the Ukraine. Yeah, right. So what Russia said is that what we want to do is because Donbass is also, you know, more Russian leaning. So they yeah. wanted to also take Donbass and create an independent an independent Russian state. But with a um, but with an army, Ukraine were completely opposed to this. They were like, okay, you've already taken Crimea, you know, we'll cede that. So that's one thing. What we what we won't do is allow you to take another another ukrainian territory and then also put sort of military installations there because not only are you encroaching in our space and you're also having a military presence you know inside what we believe to be our own territory so russia took a bloody nose for that they're like okay we got crimea which was part one of the plan but part two was donbass which they weren't able to complete so now is this russia action now Will it lead to war? Because essentially they feel that they didn't get the full aspects of the pattern they had agreed, which included Donbass. So is the idea to enter Ukraine, take Donbass, which is, let's say, more Russian-leaning, and then complete the job? Or is the plan just to have a military build-up, which is more of a mirror to what NATO and the West has done over the past 20 years? That's where it's a little bit muddy. We don't know whether Russians ultimate aim is to claim Donbass and finish the job, or whether they are just amassing troops is a mirror to what the West is doing, just as a sort of counterbalance.
1: Gotcha. And so you don't necessarily think, and that is mission creep, as they call it, uh, of the Russians gradually encroaching on more and more space and pushing further and further to redraw what was uh, agreed, say under yeah. the Yalta Agreement, where where, where the uh, the so the original Soviet borders were kind of defined? You don't think he's kind of edging towards that and seeing where he can push for it? It's
0: part two of the Minsk Agreement,
1: right? Okay, um, because the other thing, the other thing, uh, the, the argument that we're using or the West is using is is over that the, that he's holding us all to ransom. Uh, over the gas supply, and yet the evidence seems to be that that uh, there 's been no reduction um thus far of russia 's gas supply to uh, the west
0: and to what benefit um, so if he switches off the gas supply, no no income is coming in from from the sale of gas yep all of europe well, a significant part of Europe. Including Germany, Italy, France, and others, are hugely negatively affected as well. So mm. it's sort of it's sort of a zero sum game on that side. So I don't, zero
1: sum for Russia.
0: Well, for everybody. For everybody, because nobody gains.
1: Yeah.
0: Russia doesn't gain. Because it loses money. Gain. Yeah, yeah. Europe doesn't gain.
1: So do you think that that premise, that argue that that thing that we're trying to to argue, the West is trying to argue that putting... Uh, that, you know, the, the, the threat he's using of the gas supply, um, uh, he's never acted upon thus far. I mean, I'm, I think there's been examples where he's threatened to cut particular individual countries off. I think Ukraine was one of them at yeah. one point because they hadn't paid their bill. Um, but that's a, a perhaps a wholly different argument. So why have we got ourselves into this situation where I noticed this morning and over the weekend that Boris Johnson has committed more troops more equipment um mm. uh and to 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 uh ukraine and that and and again is talking up the specter of uh, a, a a more broader uh c- conflict that that's you know yet we're not seeing a single russian troop actually particularly move in the direction to that that we're arguing that he's you know, only a day or two away and each day or two that passes nothing actually think, changes yeah. and, and does that of course if if that was his intention, hasn't he kind of spoilt the, any element of surprise?
0: Well, so that's the point. Is this um is this tactics on the Western side? Or is it The U.S. and the U.K. being incredibly hawkish, you know, do they want to light the spark that causes an incursion?
1: This is the point. I mean, and if
0: that's and if that's the case, to what end? I mean, there has already been um, sanctions drawn up, further sanctions on top of sanctions Sanctions that already already exist.
1: Surely, yes, which include which haven't obviously worked that well.
0: Which include the removal of SWIFT, so the ability to To transact in foreign currency Uh on the worldwide marketplace, which is what they did to Iran, and it destroyed Iran's economy.
1: Okay, so So arguably uh, sanctions can work.
0: It it would it would decimate the Russian economy at least short term, six months to a year. It would be incredibly bad news. Wouldn't? But this would only but this would only go towards pushing Russia to China, which I'm assuming this is already happening. Russia must know that these sanctions will will incur should they move forward. Okay. And the question is, are they willing to take that risk in order to claim parts of Ukraine? So it, they might offset it. They might say it's worth it's worth us being sort of alienated from the West because we already have systems in place with, you know, other ex-Soviet states with China and whoever else are prepared to deal with them outside of the sanctions mm-hmm. and they might say you know, on balance it makes sense for us to take the sanctions take part of the Ukraine that we wanted in the first place and then we will become more, more lean towards China and therefore we create sort of a split in, so it's a weird word to use but a new world order Whereby China is vastly becoming the most powerful country in the world. It will probably be the next superpower with all of the issues that it has. But if Russia then chooses to align itself yeah. with what will eventually be the most powerful well, country in the world, then it makes more sense for them to do that because they know that the US and Europe are on, are on a decline, they're on a, they're on a descent.
1: Well, surely then, the, the, the whole, uh, you know, obviously. Um, countries never want to back down so they, they start this rhetoric and they don't want to seem as though they've backtracked um, surely the answer to this problem um, because over recent years we've more and more isolated Putin on the world stage we have chucked him out of the G7 um, we've put sanctions on Russia because of uh, arguably what happened with the, the Skripal, the Novchok And uh, Litvinenko, although um, arguably I'm sure that um, MI6 uh, or British intelligence,
0: CIA, CIA, any other letters you choose to yeah,
1: yeah, any other uh, 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 guilt you know as guilty of going abroad to other places and bumping somebody off uh, here and there. I'm sure we do it um we seem to deny that we do it um but I'm I'm kind of sure that we probably do um it just seems that um obviously where russia's concerned they don't seem very good at it without leaving a mighty big trail of polonium all the way back to moscow um <laughs> and 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 likewise with the novchok um ending up just just uh, um killing some poor miscreant who just happened to pick up her, what she thought was a bottle of perfume out of a bin in a park um but do you, do teach, you, not,
0: you teach you not to do that again eh? do you, yeah
1: <laughs> if you're out there and you see a bottle of chanel in the bin don't touch it Don't touch it with a barge pole uh easier of course if it's something like brute because you wouldn't use that for, for all the tea and char- blah, i wouldn't anyway it's a personal choice no no uh no, no uh, offense to brute users, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, surely, do you not think then that, that we've kind of gone a little bit too far in pushing him, cornering him, and, and what have you, that to, to our own detriment? Because you know, we put these the the weapons uh, in these. Uh, countries that are close to the Russian borders over a period of years, missile systems and the like. We push him out of the G7 um, because of obviously some rather uh, uh, unfortunate behavior on their part and trying to give a, get rid of what they consider to be some undesirables. And we further, uh, and the sanctions, and we further push him um, push them away rather than being English. So surely that's that's kind of counter Productive, to, for, to to the benefit of keeping um, a peaceful, uh, you know, peaceful the world.
0: The West always needs an enemy.
1: I can't disagree with you there,
0: because otherwise we don't have anything to progress to. So if we don't have if we don't have an opposing force that we can overcome. The West doesn't seem able to, to progress and move forward. Do you not Either think economically, technologically, politically, or, or otherwise? Do you not you think, think we that's need certain... to have we need to have a basis where we can try and overcome and improve? It's not the best way of doing it. Don't get me wrong, but this is yeah, This uh, seems to be the way that we do things.
1: So. I was about to say it, it. It seems to be to be rather uh, out of date. Pattern of behaviour. Absolutely agree. Um we seem don't seem to be learning any lessons from previous wars, notwithstanding obviously um, you know, two world wars, where obviously in this you know, um clearly Adolf Hitler was a fucking mess. <laughs> he had to go. Uh dodgy mustache and all he had to go. I mean bear in mind, unless um
0: unless there's some sort of intelligence that none of us know about, you know, feeding from Russia, that they're preparing something down the line that is, you know, like unacceptable and that they're actually they we are sort of moving forces in place to counteract maybe something that we are unaware of. Bear in mind only what was it, August China announced their hypersonic missiles. You know, they have they have a weapon system that can go into the outer edges of the atmosphere, you know, circumnavigate the globe in 30 minutes, you know, at Mach 12 or something ridiculous like that, and deliver nuclear payload.
1: But isn't that so about defence?
0: Really? Well, well surely. So, so, so China... So let me get this right. So China has a missile that can circumnavigate the world in half an hour and deliver payload payload at that speed. hmm you know, to most people's knowledge, we don't have anything to counteract that.
1: Which I'm sure is probably not the case.
0: Assuming it is the case, and they caught us off guard, and China has hypersonic missiles, which, by the way... So
1: Western defence pants down moment, I'm afraid. Which, by, which, by
0: the way, North Korea is testing hypersonic missiles. Clearly, you know, given support from China. Russia now has hypersonic weapon systems. You know, the West has been quiet. We don't hear anything like that from France or Germany or the UK or or the US. Mm-hmm. You know, and if they do have these systems, it's very, very quiet. You know, they've chosen, if they do have it, not to say anything to the world, which is fair enough, you know, because probably I would assume it would make more sense. If you have such technologies, probably best to keep it quiet because it's not in the right. interests of... of, of so like making, making a better. lot of
1: noise about it this is my point making a lot of noise about it as China uh, clearly North well, yeah, Korea. and Russia are is to kind of say look fellas well, behave hold yourselves
0: hold on Simon they already have these weapon systems available yeah. they're testing them now Yeah. they'll be openly available within a year or two well, yeah. so in theory if China wanted to in half an hour it could obliterate you know the US and most of Europe if it really wanted to, and there's nothing we could do about it.
1: Well, that's my point, is why would they want to do that? Why would they consider doing that? But uh, is that offensive
0: or defensive?
1: Uh, well, to have it could be argued either A way. A
0: catastrophic weapon that can kill um, us all. Well, we've had
1: this issue, of course, going back since since uh, the Second World War. Obviously... Um, uh, the, the the only nuclear bomb that has ever been used was used by the USA yeah. on Japan. Yeah. And since that time, uh, having them, arguably, um, and, and it is an argument, to, to, to a debate to be had, has kept the peace.
0: Well, no, but only because um, it was meteorological destruction. Exactly. But this isn't the case with hypersonic weapons. Yeah, but, because they're so advanced... And they're able to operate at such speed that we wouldn't be able to retaliate. Yes, but the point
1: is, if you, so you need to drop a good few of them and you need to target them. And at the end of the day, you, you, it, it's like, uh, how can I put but it? This is
0: my point. We've gone beyond mutual disord- assured destruction because these new weapon systems are at that next level. Yes. So that puts the Wests.
1: At a dis arguably disadvantage disadvantage. if we haven't got them, and we've not we've just been staying quiet. Correct. But but so for what end? So for the half an hour,
0: for the half an hour that it would take to actually launch one missile system, Mm. and it would take another half an hour or so or more to reach one select position. Yeah, but China would have wiped most of us off the earth. So this is her, <laughs> but, but, this, this is this is my yeah, but,
1: And then end up with a lot of land at the end of it, uh, which would be bugger all use to anybody. Well, shall no, we? the
0: things are different now.
1: Things are different. Yeah. Different in one way. Nuclear
0: weapon systems are different now. That you can actually target an area, and it won't leave. Um, Right, so where so would you it won't, it not leave. Um,
1: Devast- permanent devastation. It wouldn't yeah. be as da- you're saying. A- Eighteen
0: be- months and everything would dissipate.
1: So it wouldn't be as da- damaging yeah. necessarily as Hiroshima.
0: The nuclear weapon, the devastation, yes, but the after effects would be much, much uh, less. But you know, that's that's nuclear weapon systems of the 1970s and 80s are sort of two or three phases. Short of what they are now, we've advanced so far in the past thirty years that nuclear weapons of before are not but what they that's, are now. That's... Which is why we have, which is why we have our own deterrent here in the UK Trident. Oh, you excuse me because I'm going to one of these bits of so bank. The Trident. <laughs> Trident, for example, yes, gets upgraded every five, five to ten years because there's new technologies that come into place that improve the systems. Mm. You know, so. Trident of old isn't Trident of new; they're almost completely different. But that's working different
1: on the together. premise that that beyond the disp- border disputes, say, of whether it's Taiwan, uh, whether um, you know, we're talking about obviously Donbass and Ukraine, but um, that that uh, uh, the leaders of China and Russia would seek to 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 do something quite as. Uh,
0: it may, just be Extreme. A counter, it may just be a counterbalance. Well, is... For example, the US attacked Japan with these nuclear weapons. To because, end the war. Because they knew that Japan had nothing close to the same kind of weapon systems. So they said, okay, you know what? We have to. We have to use these weapons to end the war. Because we know that these two weapon systems will... will End the war, Japan will capitulate, and that 'll okay. be that we don 't have that situation today, especially with the new weapons that russia and china has mm. it 's not a question that you can completely devastate a country, and that 'll be that they 'll be, they'll be beaten into submission now China and Russia have the upper hand, so we 're the ones that have to be more but we 're assuming we
1: 're assuming that China and Russia have malevolent uh, because our vision of China and Russia is often distorted by the yes. feed that we get, of propaganda, arguably propaganda of what is put in the news, um, and it's working into the sort of uh, idea that um, China and Russia are malevolent forces, and and yet, and yet, arguably the malevolent forces over the last twenty or thirty years have clearly been the West. Um, you know, know. We, we've have gone would, into yeah. countries that uh, perhaps in a way that we didn't need to. I'm not sure. You know, it's a big it's a big debate. But um, you know, we we, we the, the, the removal of Saddam Hussein, uh, Libya uh, is another Gaddafi, example, and, Syria, yeah. and, and Syria. Did we really need to do that? Were the, was the outcome? Anyway where near um, worth you know the, the horror of it or worth uh, uh, doing what we did all off the back of uh, principally it was nine eleven of course if the, re- um, if the
0: result was destabilization, then we did a great job if that was but the why end-
1: would we wish to destabilize countries? where we could have actually, uh, by, by being a bit more communicative with them, uh, have at least developed a, a, a peaceable and workable relationship with them instead of, excuse me for saying it, bombing the fuck out of them and killing millions of people and causing a uh, refugee crisis that we haven't seen probably the size of uh, since the Second World War. What is the damn point? And never the, mind the trillions the of dollars is, the and, and pounds is wasted,
0: simple. It's divergent ideology. We do not have the same. We do not have the same worldview. Let's keep it as clean as possible. We do not have the same worldview.
1: Oh, it's that why the problem, I guess, I've been.
0: So the West was unwilling to allow another worldview to essentially grow exponentially. Ah, and that's... to and to gather force, to gather strength, to grow, to gather wealth. To grow as a community, that wasn't acceptable well, it, it, for whatever reason. It wasn't acceptable.
1: Isn't that some partly to do with the fact that the Americans, for, for a very, very men, for a very long time, uh, have pursued this uh, notion of exceptionalism, which in itself is a form. You know, Evangelicalism also the, the doesn't help. The, the, religi- the religious, religious, the religious aspect American religion,
0: well, yeah. The religious aspect also doesn't assist things. When you make political choices based on a religious concept, you will always find yourself at odds with ulterior viewpoints.
1: And you think America's policy has been partially, at least partially, driven by by uh, Judeo- own... Judeo-Christian
0: christian views. Don't line Don't line up with Muslim views
1: with is, with Islam.
0: Ultimately, you are looking at two completely different. Ways of life, different. But why
1: can't they? I mean, what, 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 why is it that we can't seem to coexist uh, with, the, with 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 these two uh, very different points of view? With, with with from a position of respect, isn't it the case that when we countries like the USA seek to change, or rather, they think that by, by regime change they can have their version of democracy? because yeah, um, they I mean,
0: install their own people. They install their own leader. Yeah, but essentially, we are consciously incapable. We are not there yet. We are not there yet. Well, as humanity, we are not there yet. We haven't found a way to exist together peacefully. It's it's the, it's human nature.
1: So, do you not think then uh, that that if if with all the talking up of of what we're saying uh, by us and Great Britain? And uh, the, the 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 risk uh, is ending up in you know as we did with Iraq, as we did with Syria, as we did uh, with Libya. Uh, it's the law of unintended consequences of ending up in sin something that, that it goes way beyond um, what we thought it might in the first place.
0: If we continue pushing the way we are, we're going to definitely get to a point well. where we've crossed a red line. Yes. In the way that we force Russia to react. Yeah. You know how many times have we seen this in war, where the Gulf of Tonkin or you know Pearl Harbor, you know all of these events which pushed us to the brink and beyond. Yes, action and reaction, which forces another entity to react. They may not. They may not have wanted to. Yeah but they felt they were put in a position where they do had you, no choice.
1: Do you think that some of that then is a hangover, if you like, from from by uh, that kind of, the way we, we behave, the reactions that we have to things uh, can go back to the lack of reaction that we had to Adolf Hitler, for example, prior to the Second World War. And we had Chamberlain in this country with his uh, famous uh, waving of the white paper, the appeasement, um, uh, and and at that point in 1938, clearly didn't seem to recognise the true intentions of yeah. Adolf Hitler when the true intentions were actually probably quite clear. Are we not sort of painting that using that same um, palette, if you like, to to to? Uh, um, uh, with the likes of Putin and China, to to assume that they want to take us all over, and therefore we need to do this, that, and the other. But do mean, we it, want isn't to, that yeah. the problem?
0: But do it we itself? want to do we want to appra- uh, preemptively? Because we've seen what happens when we app preemptively. Yes, bad news. Bad news. Bad nothing, news. So far, nothing good has come. It just seems to me that
1: when you kind of work together, and you've got globalization, and you know, and then. Uh, well, uh, China back. has us as customers. We have, I, hopefully, China as customers. We, but there's, there's that is, common sense to not knock, knock seven bells of shit out
0: of Well, one. that's ending, though, isn't it? Globalisation is, is ending. It, it, Arguably, it is. that has yeah. come from, you know, the spread of COVID. Yes. Now, it's a whole other discussion of how COVID, you know, developed, where it started from, whether it was natural or not. You know, that's a different discussion. Well, that's a
1: whole subject for another day. Uh, however, because I have my own thoughts on that, and I don't, how, I, I, yeah. I think the blame game is way off the mark.
0: But however, we've got to a situation now where most countries realise that we need to become more regional. Yeah. So, globalisation well, looks like it's on its way out, and yes manufacturing, uh, resource, uh, natural, natural and raw resources. Are to be regionalised. Yeah. So we offset these major shocks, whether it comes from a pandemic or more, war.
1: More isolationist. More isolationist. Yes, and that historically has always led to m- more problems uh, in terms of conflict. Well, anyway, um, I mean, a lot to, to think about, uh, but certainly it does feel uh, uh, as though, you know. We keep edging it, we're, we're edging it towards yet another war, and perhaps with uh, somebody or a country, particularly on this occasion, that um, uh, we're punching, would we'll be punching well above our weight, um, arguably. And uh, any idea that that's not the case is for the birds.
0: Another they discussion, by the way, that I think we should be looking at soon is uh, China and Taiwan. Yes. That should be another oh, one yeah. Exactly.
1: I, mean, I know. I touched that on on that earlier, but you know, it's a whole other ball game, and there's lots of arguments uh, either, either either way. I mean, surely we can't be waving big sticks in the air when we've had our own issues with uh, sovereignty over places, whether in the past that places arguably that other, or rather other people would argue that we don't belong in. Um, whether it be Northern Ireland, whether it be Gibraltar, whether it be the Falklands, you know, there's, there's always historical arguments saying, what the fuck are we doing there in the first place? Um, uh, and is it good enough argument because we've been there for X amount of yeah. time that we should still be there. Um, uh, uh and that all keys into, to the thing with Taiwan. It used to be part of China. It became, uh, sort of its independent entity, I think from what 1949, I might be wrong. Um, you know, is that argument that they uh, should remain an independent entity? Uh, should it be part of China? This whole issue of borders what's mine? Ownership, big problem.
0: And it's definitely fluid.
1: Yeah. Anyway, um, I suppose I should wind it up really. I want to hope that uh, things don't get worse. Um, but there's a little thought to it. Last Thursday, of course, was uh, Holocaust Remembrance Day. Um which I think um we all need to, to to remember uh for the fact that six million Jews who were murdered uh, under uh Adolf Hitler's regime in europe and um uh, and I'm in no doubt of the importance to to keep that quite up there uh, as it were to remind people lest they forget lest to avoid it happening again in the future. And to remember this, and of course, other genocides that have taken place both before and since. Um, so my little thought for the day uh, is just actually a little poem, I suppose, that uh, kind of keys into the whole thing of what we've been talking about as well. And it's called Remembering uh, Hiroshima. Um, Muslim, Christian, Arab, Jew, there is no God that's just for you. Gaze above and be amazed. For all of us the sun has blazed. Put down your guns. Do something right. Before we end up in endless night. Or before we're lost, sorry, in endless night. I fucked that up, didn't I? But I think the sentiment is there. Until next time. Have a good day.